Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bad Bleeps of the Bible. First of all, thank you to everyone for your continued listening in and following along on our little Bible adventure. Uh, Do be sure to continue to follow on here on the podcast and then follow on TikTok and Insta. And lastly, share the pod. If you're enjoying it, tell people, tell your friends. Let's again take the mystery out of the Bible. That is it for housekeeping. So let's get into our Friday episode. And what seems to be like a Friday tradition is doing something a little different than what we do on Tuesday. So Tuesday, we we kind of look at one figure or one important piece of information and we kind of build on it. And it's a bit of a longer and lengthier episode. Friday, we keep it a little sweet, a little more tangy, you might say, and do something a little more spicy and a little different. So today we're going to be doing just that. I'm not going to be telling you a story of this next bleep. Rather, I put together a little list of the worst recorded act recorded actions that this bleep committed from eh to oh. Uh, so today's bleep then is King Herod, the actual historical figure recorded in the Bible, but also a dude who was known as King Herod the Cruel. And let's find out why. I'm going to give you the briefest of introductions to Herod. Do not worry, this is no Nebuchadnezzar episode where we just went on an archaeological rant. Rather, again, quickest of intros starting now. So King Herod was born in 72 BCE in Edom, which is present-day southern Israel near Jordan. And he died in 4 CE, so he was able to cross that little humpty dump between BCE and 4 CE. And as you can probably tell, this puts him smack dab in the birth of Jesus. And as another little juicy tidbit for you, Herod died again in 4 CE in the city of Jericho, our former bleep city, of a mysterious illness. This illness was super nasty and was known as Herod's evil and actually caused Herod to attempt suicide multiple times. And while that final attempted suicide failed, the dude did die only a few hours later. So he was severely suffering, maybe for good reason. Another little fun fact is that Herod was raised as a Jew, which becomes an interesting point when he begins to rule Israel and the Jewish people. Herod is also known for his giant building projects throughout Israel during his time, which include the Western Wall, also known as the Wailing Wall, still in existence today. And these suckers really do factor into his bleep factor, so we're going to circle back to those constructions. And a super famous historian of the time named Josephus actually records Herod's actions and history, so... We have this wonderful, in air quotes, picture of who this ruler was and a great picture of all of the not-so-wonderful things that he's responsible for. And let's get into them. First, heavy taxation. Taxes. No one likes them. Herod loved them. So I mentioned earlier those Herod-imposed heavy taxes on his subjects were to fund his lavish and giant building projects like the aforementioned Western Wall. 
and a couple of fabulous hilltop fortresses called Herodium and Masada. He built entire cities um, and a palace in Jericho. But his most famous project was the expansion of the temple in Jerusalem. So listen, having been to a few of the sites I just listed above, again, very cool. They were great. I can't fault him for their fabulous and over-the-topness. But what we can fault Herod for was what it did to the people at the time. All of these fabulous buildings were funded by the people of Israel, of whom he was the ruler. And this led to many, many people during the time forced into poverty and massive tensions between the people and the government. Further, these super high tax rates created a giant social inequity between the rich and the poor. Obviously, the rich people were able to pay the high tax rates, but the poor weren't. And, well, the middle class? Don't know what she's saying. I didn't know she sang. I thought she rapped or whatever. Further, in the words of Mariah Carey, I don't know her. That middle class did not exist because of this high discrepancy between the rich and the poor. The rich being able to pay taxes and the poor not. Sounds very familiar, doesn't it? Hmm. The second horrendous thing, potentially, I don't know, this one's a little more back and forth, is the forced Hellenization of Israel. So Herod was a fan of Greece. He was a Greek fan. More like a super fan, honestly. Dude loved the culture. He loved the language. He loved the customs. And I'm assuming he loved the food. That last one, again, I cannot fault him for. And my bestie is Greek. And let me tell you. There are two kinds of people. Greeks and everybody else who wished they was Greek. I am definitely of the latter variety. So, also Herod, since he promoted Greek culture and architecture so much, he named Jewish cities after the Greeks. He created architecture in the style of the Greeks and went so far as to create Greek, Greek cultural centers where you could learn about Greek life. Not the nasty college kind. Get your head out of the gutter. All of this obviously conflicted with traditional Jewish customs and traditional Jewish values at the time and led to some big old cultural tensions. The third horrendous thing that he did, again, we're going from meh to uh, is religious persecution. So again, Herod was a great architect, a Greek superfan, but what he was not was a fan of anyone who even hinted, whiffed, or whispered any sort of opposition to his rule. Open the head! And the dude viewed much of this opposition coming from the Jewish religion, which, if you remember earlier, he had been raised in. And a great example of this, well, great as in it's a good example rather than a great thing to do is when Herod ordered the execution of some super prominent Jewish rabbis and scholars who criticized his rule. How he found out about this criticism would make Varus, Varus? Oh my gosh, how can I not remember? Varus from Game of Thrones jealous uh, since Herod had a ton of spies a ton of surveillance, and a ton of spy networks in place that would inform him of any goings-on within the city. And sure, Herod created some great projects that seemed to expand the Jewish religion, see the expansion of the Second Temple, 
It often came at the cost of other religious sites that he decided to yeet into nothingness and use for building materials. So you win some, you lose some, I guess, in the eyes of Herod. The next two things that we're about to list will be the final two, but also the worst of our list. Again, Herod is not a good person. That is what we are finding out. Sure, he's a great builder, not a great person. And this is truly representative in this next uh, list item. So he thrived in persecution. He thrived in scandal and he thrived in politics, it seems, because of said scandal. So Herod had extensive political scandals, including the use of assassination and betrayal to maintain power. And one source literally called him an evil genius. And the best part of this plan is no one can stop me. To continue that quote, he was an evil genius who prepared to commit any crime in order to gratify his unbounded ambition. And to say Herod was a bit paranoid that someone or something was a threat to his reign is a very strong understatement. Dude was afraid of everything and everyone believing they were there to take over and supplant his rule. His family, unfortunately, wasn't spared either. Since Herod's paranoia truly knew no bounds, uh, it seems like. So at the end of his rule, and truly, holy moly, friends, be prepared for this, Herod had murdered. So this was at the end of his rule. He had at this point murdered his wife, their two sons, his children, her brother-in-law, his father-in-law, and his mother-in-law. That is a whole lot of death and a whole lot of murder just to keep yourself in the seat. But truly, it pales in comparison to what comes next on our list and at the end of his reign. So buckle in. Hold on to your butts. Our final object, final item on the list of Herod's horrendous deeds is called the Massacre of the Innocents. Before we hop into that tragedy, I'm going to throw some more fun facts at you about King Herod just to kind of soften the blow. First, King Herod came to power because his dad was besties with only one of the most famous characters in history, Julius Caesar. And not only that, he was placed in power by Mark Antony of Cleopatra fame. Cool stuff. Not so fun facts that we've learned is that his rule was characterized by cruelty, violence, and religious repression. And y'all, he just got crazier and crazier the older he got. The same could be said about our politicians today, it seems, but I digress. Herod's most infamous act was the massacre in Bethlehem. And it's also questionable historically since it's actually only included in the Bible. But with the dude's already insane acts that we've gone through already, it's honestly not hard to see it happening. And again, this event itself is called the murder of the innocents. And here is what went down. Following the birth of baby Jesus, a group of wise men from the East came to Herod seeking information about the newborn baby. Since they have heard about it, they had heard about it in a dream. They unfortunately referenced said Bebe as the king of the Jews. 
a name that Herod himself had used to reference himself later on in his already crazy political career. So Herod, of course, did not like to hear what they had to say. Specifically, when he know we know that he murdered literally an entire family, his own, for even the sparrow fart of a whiff that they could be rivals to his power. So hearing that there could be a king of the Jews, he's probably not going to be thrilled. But being the snake that he was, remember, evil genius, Herod decided to play along and ask about this king of the Jews. And the wise men told him all about how they had seen a star in the eastern sky that supposedly signified the birth of this new king. And they were following said star to pay the new king homage. Herod was like, okay, cool, cool. And he actually let the wise men go. And then immediately hoisted up his skirts and ran to his wise men to find out more about this supposed new king and where exactly the wise men were heading. The scholars told him, oh, yeah, yeah, we actually we see this in the Old Testament. It says that, well, this new king is going to be born in Bethlehem and he's going to supplant your rule. Again, Herod says, oh, cool, cool. And then hatches a purely diabolical plan to stop this from happening. Herod orders that his soldiers make their way to Bethlehem and murder all male babies that were two and under, you know, just to be safe. The soldiers unfortunately do just that, and all of the two and under kiddos were murdered. Hence, the murder of the innocents. Don't worry, though, baby Jesus wasn't among them because obviously Joseph was warned to flee to Egypt to stay safe in these streets while the madman Herod was out for blood. Too bad that message couldn't have been delivered to all the families in Bethlehem. Hmm. Shaking my head. So that's King Herod, people, who, if you Google worst people in the Bible, will time and time again come up as one of the most evil, the most vile, and most detested of all Bible villains. And honestly, in my humblest opin opinions, rightfully so for his desecration of Jewish culture and his countless murders. Regardless, though, what it does make him is one particularly bad bleep. I really hope that you enjoyed today's episode about our bleep king, Herod. Uh, please feel free to get in touch with me and share your thoughts and your church stories, your church drama at badbleepsofthebible at gmail.com. And again, continue to find us on Instagram and on TikTok at badbleepsofthebible. The sources for today's story can be found in our show notes, and please continue to rate, review, and subscribe. That really, really helps get this podcast to new people. Catch you next time, and watch out for crazy kings killing kids. <laughs> Bye!